0: The gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your buffs. Drop you're buff, you're buff, you're buff. <laughs> drop, drop drop. Come on in. Drop your buffs. You are correct. Yeah. Bring it in.
1: It. Yeah. You are correct. You drop your buffs You block. Sorry, Annalise. Drop your buffs. Welcome back to drop your buffs down under. We are back. I'm Sean Ross. I'm Ricard Foyer. And I have to thank you, Ricard, for coming on. I know you've got a fever of 108 degrees. It's like you're in the Samoan jungle, but you're not.
0: (laughs) I am so drenched in sweat right now. My body hurts. (laughs) Everything's bad. (laughs) But I'm here. I made it.
1: Well, maybe we'll get some delirious content. We could get Ricard as Kelly... Uh, in this episode, no twister, but, you know. But just as thirsty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 all right, here we are. We are back for season, uh, what do we call this? Whatever, I'm not doing Nine slash
0: guy. 11, eight slash 11? Yeah, I okay, don't know. Nine.
1: Let's say nine. Nine. And we are here for Australian Survivor Titans v. Rebels. Now, first of all. I have to ask you what you think about this theme because cast your mind back to when we spoke to executive producer David Forster on this podcast and we asked, well, you know, you've done blood versus water, you've done heroes versus villains, what's next? And he said, he said to us, quote, I don't know the exact quote, but he did say to (laughs) us, we've had some success recently replicating some of the famous U.S. seasons and so don't be surprised if you see that come up now Titans v. Rebels has never showed up in the U.S. seasons but does this remind you of any U.S. seasons
0: I mean I guess uh beauty brains brawn minus beauty I don't know <laughs>
1: wait a second I, like, there's an obvious answer here wait
0: okay wait wait wait. Titans oh oh uh David Goliath
1: yes in fact listen I'm, Jonathan... so, I'm sick <laughs> okay <laughs> That's not an excuse. We don't do sick days on this podcast. There are no benefits. Jonathan even said at one point, it's a David and Goliath battle. Um, yeah, so he did. He did. It was hiding in plain sight, just like Gabler. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about the
0: theme? It took me a second to understand what the theme was. Uh, but I actually think a lot of them do kind of fit into the categories that they were put in. If you, it's but uh, you know, it's kind of like horoscopes, where <laughs> it works depending on like anything could work uh, it for anybody. You know what I mean?
1: If you believe in it, you'll find truth. You'll
0: in find it. exactly, exactly. Yes. And so I believe in Titans Rebels, and so I see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. I I, get it. I
1: don't see how it's different than, say, champions versus contenders. Mm. Kind of the same concept, right? Mm-hmm. But we've already mm-hmm. done that one twice. So um, what's funny though the is
0: the rebels are so much better than the Titans
1: <laughs> well, yeah, is that funny? I mean, I guess it is because in terms of like brute strength, which the Titans seem to have in all of their, as Eden called it, man mountains,
0: Uh, (laughs) i put that in my notes too
1: (laughs) you would think they would be able to pull off some more wins but even the challenge that the rebels decided to throw or at least some of the rebels decided to throw (laughs) it was close
0: uh yeah no they would have definitely lost if it wasn't for them throwing it (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Uh, i'm really happy to have a theme i feel like i've been missing themes on survivor no offense ricard Uh, but (laughs) <laughs> That's all good. Uh, <laughs> but I have been missing the themes because it is a fun aspect. Yeah, it's a little bit like silly and like you said, you're sort of like shoehorning people in uh as best as you can. I think some of these rebels could certainly be considered titans and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun aspect of the show to have back. So, I always look forward to the Australian Survivor themes. Yeah. And I did love that opening sequence where they put them on boats. Even the boats were Titans and Rebels. Like the Titans were on that massive cargo ship and the Rebels were on like a little like uh, I don't know, tiki <laughs> some kind of tiki boat.
0: It was fun all four of the boats circling them and them clearly being given direction of like act like you're intimidating that like that was very fun to watch. Kelly just doing the fingers to the eyes over and over again, like, I'm looking at you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she was looking. She was looking at Nathan.
0: Yes, she was.
1: Well, let's get into it. So, uh, you know, we have this first reward challenge where uh, Jonathan meets him on the beach. And one of the things that really struck me here was that a lot of these people seem to be fans, which I haven't seen on Australian Survivor in a while. Like these people are super fans and they're walking in and they're going, oh my God, it's Jonathan. That's just how Jonathan stands. It was really giving people coming to the beach and meeting Jeff for the first time. Yeah. So there's a lot of talk about what a Titan is and what a rebel is, uh, but they do have their first challenge and it's a burning man challenge. It's a classic quest for fire where they have to go and build a massive fire and and burn a Flag at the top of, you know, this wooden man. And so the rebels managed to pull this off quite easily and beat the titans very badly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay, I have a question for you.
0: Would you have immediately started striking and trying to get all the materials ready to start the fire? Or would you have only focused on building the fire, like underneath the man, and then somebody starts striking the flint?
1: Uh, well, okay, that's an interesting question, because I don't actually remember how this played out for either of the teams, but I fancy myself quite a savvy fire builder, I was always like a bit of a pyromaniac as a kid. Mm. In fact, I set a lot of bad fires. Not nobody was injured, (laughs) and there was no ecological damage, but I was a fire bug. And so... Uh, my big thing is build the structure as best you can so i like, put all of your energy into building the structure yeah and so yeah you I, i'm very good at that and then because then the second you have a flame that everything else just it, it starts running but on its own it's a well-oiled machine
0: yeah so that's what I, I, I would do
1: but what what happened in the show are, are um, i somewhere? think
0: it was uh i believe it was the titans Nathan was able to immediately get um, the flame going for the Titans. And he did it so quickly that they had not built a structure in and he had to put the torch just on the thing alight. And the other tribe, they just happened to have people who were, oh, it was Eileen! I think Eileen started trying to get the flame going for the rebels. And she was taking so long that they had to switch out with somebody else. And by the time they switched out got that flame going, the structure had already been built. But um, Jonathan was saying, oh, you know, they waited the right amount of time to get the flame going until they had their structure built as if it was a choice of their. When Mm. it wasn't a choice, they both went for the flame immediately, just... The Rebels couldn't get it that quickly. (laughs) Mm, mm.
1: Um, I'm glad you brought up Eileen so early in this podcast because I've got some things to say about Eileen. First of all, if you don't know who we're talking about, she is on the Rebels tribe, hasn't gotten a lot of screen time, but she did have that great win in the... Uh, reward challenge, the one where they're trying to get out of a net in the water without getting tackled. She had that great win for the Rebels uh, one round uh, for the Rebels in that challenge and you may have heard people saying come on Eileen every now and then, but no confessionals but I have to say about Eileen, I have a feeling she's an icon and that is because she follows Drop Your Buffs. (laughs) You know, I always like to keep tabs on the survivor players that are following Drop Your Buffs. Yeah. And while we're on the topic, I just want to say, just, just so everybody knows who to stand and who not to stand. there are three contestants from this season currently following Drop Your Buffs. Who are they? Do you know who they are? Do I know who they are? Yeah.
0: Um. Probably Mark. Yes. You just said Eileen. Um, and I'm going to say Scotty. Scotty.
1: Wrong. Damn. In fact, so yes, Mark follows Eileen follows and Queen Carolyn Carolyn Ah! not only only (laughs) follows Drop Your Buffs, but is a Drop Your Buffs patron.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) The second only survivor contestant to be a patron of Drop Your Buffs after Ricard, who has canceled his membership, by the way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wasn't somebody else a patron and then they also canceled? Who was it? no uh yeah a survivor player yes us from season 45
1: no I think you're mistaken what no they were not they were not a patron you know who no. I'm talking about right I do but they were not a patron oh
0: okay <laughs> I thought they were
1: <laughs> no they were just a little rat <laughs>
0: When you Earlier when you said, if you do not know who Eileen is, I was going to say, then you'd be in the same boat as me. Because <laughs> I was like Ugh. so confused for a minute. I It's hard to keep track of all these I people. I know. And she really hasn't had a single confessional, eh? All three episodes, not one.
1: I will say, though, they've done a pretty good job otherwise of spreading the wealth of, in terms of confessionals and airtime. Because it's just really Eileen, I would say, Scott probably. And is there anybody like everybody else? I feel like I kind of know who they are.
0: Um, there's like one of the uh, what do they call themselves? The middle age group.
2: Oh, middle Kitty. Age Mafia. Kitty. Has yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Kitty. You're right. I'm like Kitty who is the fuck invisible. Is Kitty? But <laughs> she's
1: also a queen. So <laughs> I'm sorry. But anybody like when I see Carolyn and Kitty inseparable, I'm like, these are the final two for me. they're iconic (laughs) i love that okay Uh. (laughs) can we maybe talk about we're gonna jump around a bit because obviously episodes one to three have aired we are covering week one and i want to talk about some things more broadly and since we're talking about the rebels let's talk about the dynamic going on on that tribe because because the titans went to uh because the titans went to tribal the first two episodes, we really didn't get to spend a lot of time with the rebels until episode three, so <laughs> I just want to sort of like wrap them all up and talk about what's going on. The first thing being the cuddle crew. Uh-huh. So that is Alex, Sarah, Peta and Tobias. Peta. Peta, the horse is here. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: um, cuddle crew, I do you like all of them?
1: I don't like I love- any of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I l- I like Sarah. I like the firefighter.
1: You do. Okay. What do I you do. like about Sarah?
0: I don't know. She just seems like a badass, but not in a like condescending way. She just she was giving Frankie vibes, but likable.
1: Oh, interesting. See, I saw I saw Pita as the Frankie, but there's probably yeah. Now that you say that, there's probably a stronger correlation between Sarah and Frankie. Yeah. I have to say when Sarah got her backstory about being a firefighter and there was this like, there was this like ground shaking cut to like firefighter. I thought something had happened on the Island. I thought there was an emergency. Oh, but then it just turned out to be Sarah's backstory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, Sarah
0: said something in particular that I don't know why it just stood out to me, but she said, um, you know, when we show up to a scene and they see a, all women crew of firefighters get out and I was like wait you're not like the lone woman on this firefighting crew is is your team all women I, I was just kind of confused by that one comment yeah. yeah,
1: it's a literal it's a literal Black Widow Brigade <laughs> don't you call fire like a fi- isn't that a brigade the fire brigade maybe yeah 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 <laughs> 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 okay, okay, so maybe I like Sarah. Now, okay, you're talking me into it. I do okay, have to say- Okay, wait, wait, say,
0: speaking of fire, though, sorry. Did yeah, you notice go they got to bring that torch back to camp?
1: Well, yeah, that was the prize. I was so confused about that because when Jonathan said, oh, and you're playing for fire and sort of like, I'm taking my notes and I'm not paying the closest attention. He said like, oh, he said, Oh, flint. he did say flint. Yes, they get okay, and the torch. My, sh- that was my confusion because when they showed up at, tr- at the camp and I only watched this once, so- Uh, This was something I I I wanted to ask you about, because I thought they were just getting flint. And then when they showed up with the torch, I was like, oh, they just got the torch. and (laughs) I feel like I would love if they just won the torch. And it's like, you got fire. Yeah, you got fire. You got a head start, but you got to keep it going.
0: Yes, that That would be fun. I thought that was fun. And then I rewound it. And I was like, oh, no, he said flint. (laughs) Mm. And they got to keep the torch. Which I was like, oh, okay Yeah,
1: the torch is fun. I would love to carry that thing around.
0: Uh, as I did actually get the carrier torch when I moved to the final five Island, a little bit terrifying, very hot, very hot. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a firebug, So I would have just taken it and like swung it around. Oh, uh, I would hot. have been like, I would have been like Courtney Merritt doing fire dances on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's talk about the others here because Tobias hasn't got a lot of screen time, but I just have to say. He is my trade of the season. He is my hottest man of the season. I know a lot of people are talking about Nathan. I am sorry, Tobias does it for me. And I wish he would get out of this stupid little group.
0: I literally can't picture what Tobias looks like for the life of me.
1: Oh, my God. He's like covered in tattoos. Oh, him! Short hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay.
1: And you know what I like that's a bit subversive about him is that he didn't wear a Speedo. He mm-hmm. wore swim trunks. I mean, granted, they're like a two-inch inseam, but he wears <laughs> swim trunks. And I feel like that now that intrigues me almost even more. Obviously, I would like to see him in a speedo, but mm-hmm. he's leaving something to the imagination. And I find that intriguing.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then who else was there? PETA? Eh.
1: Okay, PETA. Eh. <sighs> I'm sorry, Peta is a star. Peta is a star, and <laughs> and yes, we are going to play star or star. Starless, Starless. <laughs> podcast. Now is now is not the time, but we are going to play it. And I have to tell you, spoiler alert: Peta is a fucking star. I think that although I am not the biggest fan of her character type mm. or her gameplay in the season, in the three episodes she was in, she has star quality and there is something about her mouth that i just like i am so i don't want to say attracted to it but like i am mesmerized (laughs) by her teeth and mouth in like a a good way
0: i'm trying to imitate it while you were talking i can can see that (laughs) (laughs) it's no there is something especially when she turns sideways she does something with her mouth and i'm trying to figure out what it is
1: yeah well she has like a very specific side profile and it's like almost i don't know if she has veneers or what but the teeth are like a really specific look and i really like it because it's like she's doing
0: duck face without the lips yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Peta, and then Peta, and so obviously like sarah and tobias are a pair we haven't really gotten a lot of insight into them as a pair, but we did get a lot of insight into Alex and PETA as a pair this week,
2: also known
1: as Barbie and Ken. And looks like, look, looks like Alex is just Ken now.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was was good job. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. I, I feel like this is the thing. Alex also, like I have to say, Alex, it, He is hot. It's just that he's like also a bit of a douchebag, but I didn't love really anything about the cuddle crew besides really their appearance. (laughs) And I felt like this whole thing, the Barbie and Ken thing, the cuddling in the shelter from night one thing, it was like a real turnoff to me. And it just was making me wonder in this season where they all seem to be big survivor fans How are you making this rookie of a mistake?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Because, I mean, even like day two confessionals, we get somebody, I don't even know who it was. Oh, Ferris. Ferris? Yes. He's saying, like, they were a naughty sandwich, a naughty cold sandwich. Like, oh, that stood out. Mm -hmm. Odd. Odd. Terrible mistake.
1: Very odd. And then that night where they decide to throw the challenge the next day, where it's like night vision and they're down on the beach, but not on the beach, like near the water almost. And they are crouched like monkeys grooming each other. It was (laughs) so bizarre. Do
0: you know what it was giving me? It was giving me the millennials and millennials Gen X, like the little, like all the crew of like Figgy and all the little popular kids on the beach being besties. It was giving me that energy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to take your word for it. <laughs> Millennials versus Gen X is not a fave season of mine, but and I've only watched it once. So I, I actually think maybe it's a maybe it's ripe for a Patreon rewatch or something, but um yeah, I'll take your word for it because I don't yeah. know. No, it's just people. just like Jay
0: and Figgy and whoever the other popular girl was that got voted out early, and mm-hmm. that other popular boy. I don't <laughs> I can't remember any of their names. They had a mm-hmm. showman. And they were just, they they didn't care that they were cooler than everybody else. They didn't care that they stood out as this crew of four, that they cuddled all the time. It, it, they just didn't give any fucks.
1: Yeah. And it was giving it's me It's so that. dumb. Yeah, it's so dumb. And that they thought, It, it what's so confusing, and you see this on both teams the crazy thing about this first week and these first three episodes is that you have these virtually identical parallel stories playing out on both tribes and we'll get to the titans but over on the rebels it's just like you're four people that is not a majority so mm-hmm. like don't tell people to come join the majority when you're four people and you're treating everyone like shit like yeah pita is i'm sorry Peta's a mean girl
2: <laughs> she is
0: I don't think she was as big a mean girl as Frankie, but yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely
1: I mean, mean, the way that they talk about Kelly and Raymond is so disrespectful. And I think they make their feelings so clearly known that it's just it's too early to be doing this.
0: Yeah. I, I think what's tough, and I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Uh-huh. We don't fully understand how annoying those two are because i mean we're not i haven't even seen anything that raymond's done that's annoying in the slightest and yet everyone at camp (laughs) seems to be like really bothered by him Uh um oh oh this just has to do with raymond so i have to say do you remember it was like the first challenge and they did like this zoom in on the titans all shirtless looking good right before their first challenge and then they zoom in on raymond shirtless
1: and him yeah. just going kind of like, <laughs> like I will say Raymond is a very odd creature and very. I say creature because that scene of him running through the jungle idol hunting was so bizarre <laughs> this is going to resonate for maybe one listener but there's this movie I love I, I, it's one of my favorite movies it's a French movie it's called Holy Motors and there's this little character I think his name is Monsieur Mert, which means Mr. Shit and he is this like little sort of almost hobbity creature that like runs, like hobbles through the streets of Paris causing chaos. And, uh, he is, he was literally giving that running through the jungle. Maybe I will do a side by side meme uh, <laughs> of this for the Instagram for people because. It's it was like uncanny but the way he's running through making eye contact with the camera and like hunched over <laughs> it was so odd and then when he came back to camp and they had asked him about like what were you doing so ray what were you doing looking for an idol and then he takes he takes a julie from survivor 45 length sip of his water it's a like 10 <laughs> second sip from his water and then like It's so long that in his mind, it seems like he thinks maybe the conversation will have moved on by that point (laughs) that he's done, but it hasn't. Uh (laughs) It's just very strange behavior.
0: Yeah. I like him.
1: I like him. Yeah. I I want him around. I don't want him going anywhere because he is such a wild card. Can we talk about Kelly, though? Because I feel like we're speculating a lot about Raymond, but I feel like we got a lot of information about Kelly to work with. Okay, so here's my problem with Kelly.
0: Now, and this might I might just be biased here. I actually feel like Jonathan didn't even know how to interact with her at the thir- in the third episode when she made that comment of like, "Is he single? Can we do a tribe swap?" He kind of seemed a little bit speechless for a second and then thought about it and then played into it. I have a problem. I like this is me not being silly. I seriously have a problem with older women who think that because they're a woman and they're talking to men, they can say whatever the fuck they want to say and, like, be a little bit too extra and a little bit too, like, genuinely inappropriate. The amount like the amount of older ladies I work with at work that will just, like, grab my butt or touch me in some way and say, like, I could be your mother, it's fine. No, it's actually not fine. So please stop fucking touching me. <laughs> and she gives me those vibes, and it, I don't know, it just bothers me a little bit.
1: Wow. Okay, well, to play devil's advocate, I think she's iconic and she should touch whoever she wants.
0: <laughs> oh, I almost feel like we should cut out everything I just said because <laughs> now I'm getting anxious about it. <laughs> no, what I feel like thing? I went on a more serious rant. No, I that's want to fine. Do the it's more fine. playful shit, but like, I don't know. It just I don't like it. The scene where she was talking about the pink, um,
2: yeah, the the pink, pink speedo. Speedos, I was like, yeah.
0: let's stop. The, this is too much. I don't. Yeah. like Yeah.
1: Okay, I can see where you're coming from, for sure. But I also... Okay. That aside, those <laughs> comments aside, if we just oh, like... God. If we... Uh, uh, what, what do we say? Separate the art from the artist. If we separate the art from the artist <laughs> here, and we talk about some of our other greatest hits, like suggesting they play Twister, yes. wh- which also maybe is a little sexual. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... I just feel like, Kelly, she's coming in this with such a, almost like a Carolyn from Survivor 44 level of Mm. enthusiasm and wackiness. But I do think there's something also a little grounded about her. I think she gets how other people perceive her. She is a psychologist. She said she's going to keep that secret. I feel like, like this woman is not an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there may be a lot of game left in her if she can just sort of find a comfortable place socially in the tribe.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I honestly, uh, especially with episode three, it feels like everyone else is so they have such a, a clear idea, even though it's wrong. They think they have a clear idea of who she is. And they think she's a mess. They think she doesn't know what's going on. They think she's like paranoid and freaking out. Every single – all those little moments in the third episode before Tribal where she's like, okay, pretend you're consoling me. Pretend you're consoling me. If you really pay attention to the person she's talking to, they actually are saying things to console her. As if It's like they don't really understand she's playing an act. And she is so aware of what she's doing. She knows the energy she's going on, giving off. She knows that she's trying to do this to make Peta feel a certain way, to feel more safe, and that she's like in distress. But then we have Ferris, and then we have um, Eileen, and uh, what's that dude's name that works in loss prevention? Garrick? Garrick. We have all of them being like, "Oh, she's doing too much. Oh, she's getting stressed out." It's like, no, she's actually very, very calm. She's putting on an act right now, but nobody, yeah. even her closest allies don't seem to see that it's an act.
1: <laughs> well, I guess that's my question is, and the editing was pretty wild on this whole thing. And there was that like absolutely incredible sequence where I think we're hearing her confessional over it. And she's like fretting alone and sort of like rubbing her forehead and looking down. It almost like she seemed like she was practicing the moves, mm-hmm. but I think people could see her when she was doing that. Um, but I guess the question is, was it over the top?
0: Yeah, it was over the top. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> like, should the Cuddle Crew have seen a blindside coming based on that behavior?
0: Um, I think if it was. If it was from anybody else, yes. From her, it seems pretty believable. Yeah, which is that's why the thing, it was. Yeah, which is why it was just like, oh, th- she's so wild all the time. That even her close people, she's saying to them, I'm pretending to be upset. And Scott is like, I promise I got you. <laughs> He's like saying this to her, trying to console her. And it's like, she knows mm-hmm. this is an act. Believe her.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh-huh. And then we have the whole crew of Ferris, Garrick and the Kirby and Rihanna's and I think let's touch down on them a little later uh, as mm. we get to episode three sort of sequentially but we are jumping around here a bit but that's okay I want to flip over to the Titans and talk about that dynamic because again it's similar so you've got the man mountains and woman of Nathan, Jaden, Frankie sometimes Winna. Winna sort of like Mm. sometimes he's voting with them sometimes he's voting against them and then i feel like it's a little more complex here where you've got them and they're essentially like the cuddle crew of that of that tribe and then you've got the v's
0: oh yes the v's
1: oh the v's Uh, are stars i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with them do you have a favorite v Oh my gosh.
0: It's really tough. So I Not love, to pit
1: women against each other.
0: No, 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 no. I love Viola so, mm-hmm. so much. But I specifically, there was this one quote from Valeria where she was like, I, I didn't come here for a showman's, But, mm. and then I was like, wait, are you a lesbian? Wait, are you actually into Viola? <laughs> like, what, what's happening here? I need to know. I love Valeria.
1: I love Me her. too, and and honestly, anybody who comes on Survivor wearing what she's wearing <laughs> deserves to go to the end just for the misery of it.
0: And she has she had a lot of awareness about herself, especially when she was like, "Oh, they're gonna think, look at this dumb bimbo."
1: <laughs> yeah, and I learned some things from her. Don't smile in Russia. I knew that people but, will think yeah. you're weird. <laughs> Would like to see Kelly in Russia. Not, you know, not in like a that's not I just mean, it's just weird. i would like to see what russians think of kelly is what i meant by i see oh uh and then we've got the uh middle-aged mafia i guess who mm-hmm. is made up of there is a sub-alliance here of the silent hand which we'll get to uh aiden spelled eden but i think they say aiden
0: yeah, I, 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 I had no idea what his name was for two episodes. I, was I gotta so say, confused.
1: there's a lot of name confusions for me this season. Yeah, um, but they seem to be. It, it seems to be an E. That's like a, a Aiden. Aiden. Okay, I'll work on my. Pronunciation I'm calling him Aiden.
2: Okay, and
1: <laughs> Mark, and then we've mm-hmm. got, of course, Carolyn and Kitty. You already know how I feel about them, uh, and then we also have Jessica. She yeah, was, they were just calling her... Just, also, like, everybody's got a name that I can't pronounce, even though they're all, like, very basic names. <laughs> and then, and then and then they all have, like, a nickname. Yeah. You know? So it's tough. Like, Frankie called Carolyn Caro. Yeah! even well, Actually, Frankie didn't know Carolyn's name, and then referred to her as Caro. I like Caro. I like that. Yeah, Caro's not bad. All right, yeah, for the muscle crew over on the titans does anything stick out to you about them nathan jaden frankie who
0: has the teeth the guy the big dude the huge dude that clearly has veneers
1: <laughs> jaden the guy with like the the like tribal tattoo on yeah his yeah
0: his he teeth his veneers oh my god his teeth those are not real teeth
1: i can't even picture them
0: oh my they are the whitest largest things i've ever seen <laughs>
1: Not the teeth shaming on this podcast.
0: Shaming? No, they're beautiful. They're oh, not we real. like them. Yeah, <laughs> they're beautiful. They're great teeth.
1: He got the PETA model.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't even know oh, what you asked yeah. me. Do you see me like drying myself with my shirt in between? Yeah, I
1: do, I do. <laughs> um, well, okay. I guess I just wanted to say this about this threesome is that they're odd because where on the Rebels, you have sort of two showmancy couples coming together. Here, you've just got Jaden, who's just big and muscular. You've got mm-hmm. Frankie, who's kind of big and muscular, and Nathan, who's big and muscular, just come together because that's what they are. And yeah. they feel like they can just run the tribe because of that. Which yes. Which maybe historically in an Australian Survivor kind of has happened that people kind of keep the brawny people around. But it does seem like maybe we've moved on from that to some extent. And so it's kind of a surprising thing. It's jarring for me to see them act the way they did. Although I did think that Viola and Valeria were going to be like easily in lockstep with them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I don't I,
1: know why they've, they swayed. Here's the thing. I, I was thinking a lot about that because
0: I was very surprised – when Eden, I think it was Eden, approached them and um, was like, hey, we're going to go for Frankie. What, what are your thoughts on this? I was like, oh, isn't it very clear that the Vs are with the strong crew? Maybe that was just a little playing with the editing and they were mm-hmm. never really tight. And the only interaction that they actually had was like pretending to be with the strong group. And they just like really amplified that with the edit because it seemed a little bit too easy them flipping Mm. and i think especially with valeria i i feel like she is making really good relationships with everybody just like the way she wanders up and she's like what are you thinking i (laughs) I don't know i just I, i i actually don't think they really turned on the strong crew i think they were never really with them
1: yeah and honestly as you're saying that i'm sort of thinking Valeria's almost got the perfect cover for the two Vs because people probably do see her as a bit dead sea, but likable. And so she's in a pretty good position to just be held on to for a while as long as she's reliable to her allies mm-hmm. that then that gives cover also to viola because she's going to protect her in any conversations because mm-hmm. viola should have a, a threat as like a physical i mean she can deadlift 190 kilos have you heard <laughs> uh, so i feel like in any other scenario viola could be looked at like a frankie uh, although viola is not as sort of like Uh, outspoken or boisterous in terms of like her distaste of other people uh as frankie is (laughs) but you could see her getting that physical threat target put on her but i feel like by becoming a duo a sort of like shawnee and liz type duo together Mm -hmm. they can Mm -hmm. sort of give each other cover in a way
0: speaking of shawnee and liz congrats liz on being pregnant
1: Liz just just uh she's coming back from pound town
0: <laughs> What an odd way to announce your baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly but,
1: iconic. And then this is all gonna lead to in 20 years' time, uh, you know, the the generational season of Survivor where Liz's baby can play with Shawnee's baby and we can have a whole new Spice Girls Alliance.
0: Uh-huh. And maybe we can get Rob Boston's kids in the mix. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have to say, for anybody who hasn't seen on Instagram, I posted this thing of, uh, of course, there's the official Australian Survivor after show Talking Tribal, which has a rotating panel. So there's always like Shannon Gus, and then they rotate the players who are the panelists each season. And this season, I think, is the best panel yet with George and Chrissy Chrissy Zaremba, our dear friend,
0: love her. Uh,
1: spoke to her at length in a park, a very windy park, uh, <laughs> one time for an interview. If you want to go find that and try to listen to it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we love Chrissy. And so this was like a big surprise for me because Chrissy isn't necessarily seen as the most strategic player, but I would argue she actually did very well in the strategy, especially considering she didn't know what tribal council was in the first episode and then ended up in second place. Not everybody can do that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I was so thrilled to have Chrissy here. But yes, they uh one of the things that they talked about was showmances and they talked about Boston, Rob, and Amber. And um <laughs> Chrissy, <laughs> Chrissy genuinely thought this man's name was Boston Rob. Last name <laughs> first name Boston, last name Rob. And so it's just a, it's such a blessing to be able to watch her continue to learn about Survivor.
0: <laughs> After being a second place contender. <laughs> just now learning the game is that oprah just like i I have to give i
1: I have to give her props like i because she did watch last season she did watch heroes versus villains and she was commenting on it here and there and i think she did a podcast or two but uh she just doesn't give a shit about US survivor (laughs) i'm like you know what i get i get it they're like I have never watched South African survivor. Yeah, Do I feel good about that? No, but I, I would probably make similarly ignorant comments about the players on that franchise. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I just haven't had the time. <laughs> so I feel, I feel you Chrissy. I do have to say before we move on from Frankie that like Sarah's backstory, I found Frankie's backstory very interesting. Uh, she, <laughs> she is a Titan, not because she's strong and she does look very strong. That was like a beefy woman. We get her backstory, which is that she built from, from, not built from the ground up physically, but she built up a very successful salon. And I just thought it was funny that her backstory was like, I just go tell people to get coffee for me. And I was <laughs> like, oh, that's actually Titan behavior. Like I would like that job. Yeah, I feel like part of the reason that she went home was because she was treating her tribe mates like the people she tells to go get coffee for her. And there's just like a cockiness uh, to both these groups on the Rebels and on the Titans, where it's like, even in this, in this first tribal before tribal, when, you know, Frankie is like, okay, well, it's going to be Jess. It's we're all voting Jess, right? Everybody's voting Jess. And then it's like, for the next hour, they go sit in the water together, just the three of them. Yeah. This is kind of crucial time to be not in the water, maybe. Ridiculous.
0: They like and Nathan specifically has no idea what's going on. (laughs) That boy. (laughs) He is so confused. After after Frankie's voted out and he's just like, she was hot. Had a boyfriend though. Wouldn't let me sleep near her. Just a cuddle. I was like,
1: what? Not to mention she reminded me of my sister. She was hot. (laughs) (laughs) What? This isn't blood versus water, sweetheart.
2: <laughs>
1: Nathan is like a massive dummy. He is a big, hot dummy.
0: What's the phrase? Himbo? Himbo?
1: <laughs> yeah, himbo. He's a hum- himbo. Him, himbo. At that first tribal, that when there's a discussion about whether they're voting to keep the tribe strong or based on a personality issue, and Mike says, I don't see it as a dichotomy. And Nathan's like, what's a dichotomy? <laughs> and then there was another thing. There was another thing that you mentioned to me that I forget now.
0: Yeah, Nathan's not the smartest. I know like there was another time he was trying to say the tribe's going to be decimated, but he actually said detonated and he didn't know the difference <laughs> between the words.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he, uh, he, he's on. it's interesting because it's like I would think I don't and I don't remember what he does, but he seems more of a rebel to me in the sense that he's dumb.
0: I could but. see that. I really don't remember his job though. Actually, maybe they haven't told us.
1: Uh yeah. I'm sure it's like come up, but I don't think we've really got a backstory or anything. Yeah, no. So, anyways, with this first vote, like Frankie goes home, and this is where you really saw the first indication of the middle-aged mafia because it's Mark, Aiden, Charles, Carolyn, and Kitty who come together and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we doing this Jess thing? This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Frankie is a far better vote. Also, you had Nathan, the big dummy, go up to Carolyn and Kitty and say to them, "Yeah, you guys don't have to worry. We'll drag you through the game."
0: Oh my god, his wording! And of Carolyn that? was like,
1: "He can fuck off." And <laughs> on his, Carolyn's icon for that. Yeah, no, it's just no
0: awareness about himself whatsoever.
1: Zero. Very cute though. He's very cute. He is cute. <laughs> I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs>
0: Eating crackers—is that a phrase?
1: I stole that line from I stole that line from Kevin, um, your substitute co-host and my uh, co-host on the Traders UK coverage. Got it. So full credit, but <laughs> yeah. So you really see them come together and sort of shift this whole vote. But the interesting thing here, and I feel like the big story of this week is. The role that Aiden and Mark are playing that we sort of get a better insight into in episode two, where they were like, we want to be this quote unquote, invisible hand mm-hmm. where we're calling shots from the shadows, but we're never really front and center. And we're happy to let other people take credit for it. Uh, in this case, we're going to give Jess the credit for flipping the vote on Frankie. And Jess seems happy to take that credit, oh, uh, but <laughs> how do you, how, what do you think about this strategy, this invisible hand strategy? Well, they're not that Does invisible
0: it. if Eden is already on the chopping block episode two. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Okay. But so why was he on the chopping block? Because of Jess, which I actually don't even understand. I don't yeah. understand
0: why Jess went for him at all.
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm not quite sure. Okay. So this whole thing about letting Jess take the credit for the move and then going to her to call the next shot as well. I'm not I I like it in theory, but I just don't really understand what to make of it as I watched it play out because in some ways Jess did call the shot on that first vote against Frankie. And so like the idea of where we where we attribute the credit to or who we attribute the credit to for a move like that, yeah, sure the middle-aged mafia did come together and agree to go on this vote and sort of rally other people to it. But it seems to me like it was Jess's idea. Mm -hmm. And so like, does the credit go to the people who put in all the footwork to get the votes rallied? I don't know which votes they got or who they swayed versus who Jess swayed, etc. So it's like, it does feel like more of a gray area than the show presents it to be.
0: Yeah, um, if if Jess has more credit in the move, and it's presented to us that Mark gets more credit, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I had plenty of situations in my own season where I knew who actually had the credit for something, and it was presented a totally different way, and I don't know what the intention was for this. Is it because Mm. Mark goes far, or is it because Mark doesn't go far? I know for Mm. my season um, the person who got credit for a lot of stuff didn't go as far as the other person. And so like I don't I don't know.
2: Hmm.
1: And so yeah it could be setting up a (coughs) blindside for the audience so that when you lose somebody like say a Mark or an Eden it's going to be like oh they were such a strategic powerhouse. And so now that now the story is going to shift or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're going to go all the way to the end and use this on their resume and we'll be able to point back and be like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it could go either way, I guess. I have to say, Jess, like Kelly, is an icon. Jess is an icon. Jess was made for TV. I am obsessed with Jess. Again, like PETA, very interesting face to me. I could stare at her for hours.
0: She looks like a girl from Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah wisconsin australia maybe
0: <laughs> no one of my friends she's uh
1: she's <laughs> oh she looks like a sp- oh she looks like a specific girl from <laughs> wisconsin
0: okay <laughs> yeah i know she looks like my friend cat
1: specifically her nose
0: um she just like looks like this one lady i know from Mad- madison wisconsin loves cheese <laughs> super sweet and i'm just like oh you're my girl cat
2: no do
1: you know who she looks like to me She looks like Heather. I can never say her last name. Heather Matarazzo from The Princess Diaries, the friend in The Princess Diaries.
0: Oh, the one who caused some drama with the Scream movies. Yes, her. Yes.
1: She looks like her. I see that. In a way. It's the
0: nose.
1: I know kind of, but there's also something else going on. There's like a mouth and a facial movement sort of thing going on. Well, there's a look
0: where it's like you're squinting your eyes almost like you're confused all the time or it's really bright. Even when you're not confused and it's not bright. That's doesn't what doesn't
1: poverty do that on the traders?
0: She squints her eyes, but <laughs> doesn't it's more of a I'm putting a spell on you hmm. or I'm giving you this the stink eye.
1: Or I'm a sexy librarian who lost my glasses. That
0: one. Very Velma. Um, Mm. The other look that we're getting from Princess Diaries and my Madison, Wisconsin friend is like, I lost my sunglasses, not Ah. my glasses. (laughs) Ah, okay, okay.
1: Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I feel like with Jess, she really had this meltdown at that second tribal council where... She sort of like it just comes out with it and is like, well, yeah, I, I put Frankie's name out there. And there's like a certain motion to her head movements that are like so so jerky and sudden that I'm like, oh, she's imploding. Uh-huh. And I was like, I love this.
0: Uh-huh. When she was like, Oh, oh god, how did she frame it? Uh, or how does she phrase it? I'll I'll be honest, something like that. Where yeah. it was just this add-on sentence of like oh, shit, I really fucked up, but I already said it out loud, and now I'm going to have to try and save it by making it seem like I have no problem with this conversation,
1: but you really do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. that with three words.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so And so she thinks she's running the show, but she does go home. I do want to back up a little bit here, because we're, we've sort of been skipping over the challenges, and it's for no particular reason except time management. but. I do have to talk about the reward challenge from this episode, where they—I think this was the one where they were playing tug of war. If I'm not mistaken, oh, from episode two, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, tug of war, and uh, and I loved that. I loved that both tribes could win. I loved that there was something in the crates. There was something for everybody. Guess there's room for everybody, and I so and I loved that there was a booby prize. And now, honestly, in Within the first three episodes, two booby prizes a little much because they will also get the booby prize next episode with the canned food, which I would argue is actually a pretty good prize. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: sticking on topic here, the Titans win a booby prize of just a few bananas, right? Uh huh. And so they bring it back to camp and you get this great shot with Winna biting into the banana and almost breaking his tooth on a scroll.
0: Honestly, I, I'm shocked they did that. I actually feel like that's
1: illegal most places. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to <laughs> I'd have to check the laws on the books in Samoa.
0: Okay, no, okay, now hear me out. This is like a random little fun fact, but um <laughs> in in New Orleans, there's a cake called the king cake. Have you heard of the king cake? No, so it's very it. synonymous with like Mardi Gras. It's it's in purple, green, gold colors. Um and inside the king cake is a little tiny plastic baby, and you're supposed to. Everybody gets a slice. Like of Like the cake. ones
1: they hold outside of abortion clinics.
0: Yeah, p- pretty much. This is your <laughs> little, baby. little naked baby. <laughs> and so, whoever gets the king cake, like you, you want to find the baby if you get a slice okay. of the cake. It's <laughs> yeah, I don't know, good luck, or you make a wish, <laughs> or some shit. Um, uh-huh. But they just like, uh, what are those eggs? that have a toy inside kinder surprise kinder surprise you can't have those in the u.s anymore
1: i know well, that's pri- because you live in a fascist country
0: because the prize has to be separate because you can't have something inside of food that you could potentially bite and break your teeth or choke on it's a choking hazard uh-huh anyway they had to take yeah, the babies Ricard- out of the cake is the end of they had to take the babies out of the cake in New Orleans, and they yeah. you, we had to give it to the Kinder eggs, and now he just bit into a banana, and he almost broke it. What if he had broken his tooth? What well, if he had broken his would tooth? It
1: would've been hilarious.
0: Uh, <laughs> you're That's out of the game, TV,
1: baby. That's showbiz. <laughs> I knew you
0: were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think it was dangerous. okay, but you're coming reference. from the per- you're coming from the perspective of a litigious American. I think. <laughs> Uh, in canada we can have our Kinder surprises and eat them too and so uh i don't see as much of a deal big deal with this but i have to say i i've never heard of the king cake but when i was a kid we had a tradition in my this is actually so gross when i <laughs> we actually had a tradition in my family where when it was someone's birthday my mom would bake the cake and in the cake would be hidden money <laughs>
2: <So> close, <laughs> like
1: coins like coins would be baked into the cake and so like if you got like the loony, like the dollar coin then that was like the big prize but there might be like quarters and stuff like that i don't know if they were washed in advance i don't know if the baking kills any germs but like oh my God. it was like the it was like 1990 people were not thinking about we didn't care i survived i didn't break any teeth but that was like a similar similar concept what's a loony? It's a $1 coin.
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We have Toonies as well.
0: Oh, that's cute.
1: (laughs) Okay, so yeah, he he finds this clue. He finds the idol. Also, there's a really funny scene between him and Jaden in the water where he's like, the clue was about the peninsula. Peninsula. peninsula." Jaden's like, the what? (laughs) Peninsula. (laughs) And I almost thought like... Oh, these are too dumb. This is like a Mensa convention. (laughs) They are never going to figure this out. But sure enough, he goes, he finds the tree immediately.
0: See, I was so stressed out because what did it say in the clue before your clue is or before your Mm -hmm. reward is washed away? And I was like, this stupid motherfucker. He's like, I'll get it tomorrow. I'm safe. I was like, it's going to be washed away. (laughs) You have to get it now.
1: It looked pretty securely tied to that tree for something that was like alleged to be washed away.
0: Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere because he did get it the next day after the tide had already come up and gone back down. But I, I was stressed because I take words literally, mm. and I he thought did so, not I give thought for talk. sure
1: I thought there was I thought it was time sensitive. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's move into episode three here, where I feel like the big story to emerge is. The dynamic shift happening at the rebels tribe camp because we have and an classical Australian Survivor like it becomes very clear very early on who's going to win and lose immunity mm-hmm. uh, because we don't check in with the Titans virtually at all uh, except for like okay I'm jumping around but this great scene of Viola doing Carolyn's hair uh-huh and, and Valeria being like I want I want th- three braids so I look like dragon. <laughs>
0: Love like, her.
1: okay i'm not getting i'm not seeing the vision but i believe you
0: i <laughs> i just love her i love her
1: over at the rebels camp we have kirby playing both sides which i would like to talk about because yeah. kirby comes out of nowhere to become a character out of fucking nowhere <laughs> out of nowhere but i am like fascinated by kirby and she's at once repulsed by the Cuddle Crew. In fact, she names them the Cuddle Crew, right? Mm-hmm. She's at once repulsed by them, but also wants to keep the door open. And that's so interesting because she will end up voting with their plan, but her allegiances lie with the Ferris and Garricks of the world. What do you make of the way that Kirby is playing this? Uh, It was
0: almost perfect. I was almost impressed. I was almost happy for her. Except I think she fucked it up by not keeping um, Ferris in the loop of why she was voting with them. His face at Tribal, when he was like, "Um, why are two of the votes still over there that aren't supposed to be over there? He clearly had no idea. And instead of it being like, oh, I'm going to pretend to be close to them. To, so that we can get information from them so they trust me it's now painfully clear that she's going to be she was trying to play both sides and by not uh, making sure Ferris was in the loop I think she's going to piss him off I, th- I they showed way too many close ups of his face being confused mm-hmm. and frustrated for this to be a good move for Kirby
1: but I was impressed I- by her up until that moment <laughs> yeah And one thing I know about Ferris is that he wears his emotions on his face. (laughs) That entire tribal council, he just could not maintain, contain his glee.
0: Yeah, no. And even with his words, I was just like, oh my god, shut up, shut up, shut up. Is this how you are in human resources? Like, you know someone's about to be fired and you're like, I know you're going to be fired. (laughs) Come on, say it. <laughs> Stay what they did. <laughs> like, however, I think he's gonna make it far.
1: He Okay, might... well Ferris, Ferris says that he wants to finish what George couldn't finish. Mm-hmm. Do you think he can do it?
0: I do. He might I be feel... one of my winner
1: picks. Okay. One of oh, you get multiple. Uh, when do Again? I not? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, look, I think he's he's coming on really strong really early. I am concerned that he's a little too cocky straight mm. out the gate. It was a little cocky. And then to be sort of like upstaged by Kirby and Riri, uh, where they vote with the cuddle crew and he's unaware, I feel like he could have a little bit of a temper about that. I don't know. It's Mm. just a guess. But uh, I worry that he may not like the feeling of not being 100% in control. Yeah. And that could cost him some things. Because at the end of the day, the reason Kirby did that was to leave the door open, right? So it wasn't even this like double agent plot to be like, at least they'll be telling me what's up so I can go feed it back. She literally said, "I, I leave my options open. And so I could see a world where, Kirby sort of like flips the script over on Ferris mm. if he acts out.
0: Um, what's the other girl's name who voted with Kirby? Rihanna. Rihanna. Have we heard? They're her calling speak themselves
1: yet? Kelly and Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah.
1: Which like r- re-
0: wait? So you want to be the Kelly? You want to not be in charge? Because Rihanna well, doesn't get m- no confessional. She ain't Beyonce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does Rihanna, the singer, have? A famous duet. Britney, I guess, S&M. Because I feel S-N-M. like- and M-
0: Britney wasn't in S&M with her in that song.
1: She literally is.
0: S, 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 N, M. Yeah,
1: and N, M, M.
0: Okay, what version are you talking about?
1: That is literally a Britney Spears song.
0: Oh, it's- No. What are you talking about? I could be bad, but I'm perfectly good at it. That is not a Britney Spears song. I've never heard a version with Britney Spears on that song, ever. Oh, my God. I'm going to scream. Is it a cover? No. Listen, this this is just... I'm looking at it. This is just Rihanna. It doesn't say featuring Britney Spears. They literally
1: performed it at the 2011 Billboard Music Awards. It's still
0: a Rihanna song. Oh, my God. And yes, her name is pronounced Rihanna, not Rihanna.
1: (laughs) I do say Rihanna, though, and it's a mistake. (laughs) I swear um, it's
0: not a Britney Spears song. <laughs> I don't care. Look, I'm getting
1: to the bottom of this. Just hang on a second. It's a remix, maybe. S&M was the fourth single from <laughs> the album Loud. Okay, wait. I'm getting there. I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> you ain't getting nowhere, honey.
1: A remix of S&M featuring rapper J. Cole. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> Rihanna asked her followers on Twitter about potential collaborators, of which Spears was the most popular choice. Twitter messages between the two artists caused speculation that they had recorded a remix of the song. The remix featuring guest vocals and a verse written by Spears was released on April 11th, 2011. So maybe it's not originally. Yeah, but it is a, it is the quintessentially famous version. No, of it is the song. not
0: one, one verse with Brittany. And I've never even heard this shit.
1: Oh my god. I'm gonna put a poll on the Instagram of which what is the quintessential version of S and M. Do it. And if you like if you like me, click Britney Spears. And if you like Ricard.
0: Okay, no, it can't be a popularity contest between I'm us because nobody likes me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you like me, click Britney Spears. If you like Evan Ross Katz, click Rihanna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right no back to but all i'm saying is her name is literally rihanna she, so they they shouldn't be kelly and beyonce they should be rihanna and britney got it or like or another famous collaborator of rihanna don't ask me who not britney. paul mccartney <laughs> okay that song is so I know good. it's a good song it's a nice song but okay here's the thing about the kirby vote getting back to business here is that even if she did tell Ferris that this was her plan, would Ferris be okay with that? Because basically you're no. being like, hey, so by the way, I'm going to put myself in a better position than you in the game. Is that cool? Yeah. No, he wouldn't. Either way, it's bad. Yeah. I feel like she
0: was banking on, like, not all the votes being read or something where maybe she could skirt under the radar, but she should have known mm-hmm. better. Um Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what she was doing. What's wild is she even specifically says, like, Ferris will be happy. She says something along the lines of, like, this will not bother Ferris. Which confused me. It's like, is it just because Ferris is getting his way? The person he wants to go home is going home? Mm -hmm. Because that's not enough to some people. Mm -hmm. They want allegiance. And this is your first vote working together. And if you didn't vote the way you said you were going to – doesn't matter if the person i want to go home goes home or not i'm still gonna be pissed off at you yeah i can't trust you. ass
1: i feel like a vote is very valuable yeah especially when we're drawing lines in the sand
0: like i didn't go home my first vote but somebody voted for me genie and i never forgave her <laughs> i will never oh,
1: trust me i know <laughs> i've never heard the end of it <laughs> I would love to talk about the reward challenge from this episode. I touched on it briefly, but in the reward challenge here, they had to escape a net in the water while uh, their opposing team was tackling them and whichever person got up and out of the net first one point for their team and the most uh, would win the, uh, the f- f- alleged food basket Mm -hmm. that Jonathan had prepared for them and so there's just a couple moments here I wanted to point out one is that we had this great moment uh where Eileen won and it got out uh, and the the matchup was a Kelly and Eileen for the Rebels and Carolyn and Valeria for the Titans and when people talk about a mother off this (laughs) this is what they mean
0: phenomenal
1: and it went on for so long
0: they were exhausted exhausted i loved it and i i love i mean i love valeria and i wish valeria had pulled out the win here but the fact that eileen beat valeria was really fun to watch i loved it (laughs) (laughs) it was a good fucking fight
1: and like kelly versus carolyn Mm -hmm. like that that is sandra versus poverty (laughs) level
0: minus the braces
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, and then you had that great moment with mark where he just avoids all contact whatsoever with anybody and just swims up and climbs up over before anyone touches him um so that was a great one but the one i really wanted to talk about was the battle of the speedos as jonathan (laughs) called it Uh which was alex tobias nathan and Jaden. yes and there was this moment at the end where they get out and they all sort of like have this bro out hug mm-hmm. and one, they should have just kissed. Yes, And two, there was this comment from the blonde I believe, guy, Raymond Raymond, yeah. Raymond. And he said, well, that looks like that's a future Alliance. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was the first thing Raymond said that made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I wonder, like, I know we talk about the edit a lot, but I wonder why that was in the edit. Yeah, I mean, yes, sure, they were going to move towards toppling that cuddle crew alliance in that episode, but is there more to it? Because also, I feel like when Nathan went back to the Titans tribe, he was like, I can't wait to get over there and Mm. get with that cuddle crew.
0: Well, it has to be one of two things. It has to be that that conversation or... That potential alliance is brought up to get one of the boys out before merge, before tribe swap, or that's just foreshadowing that all of them make it there and they all end up being an
1: alliance in the future. Oh, my God. I'm getting blood versus water flashbacks. Oh, all men's alliance. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Uh, Now that you're talking about blood versus water, I'm just thinking about um, Sam Gash. And I think about Sam Gash every day. Every day. Every day. Mostly because I watch her videos of her running every day. <laughs> I love I love her content. Um, what's it called? She Runs? Her Trails. Her Trails. Um, they, were of, <laughs> they were talking a lot about... She Runs. They were talking about a lot of, <laughs> I don't know why that just made me think of something from Real Housewives. There's an organization called um, Homeless Not Toothless. Have you heard of it?
1: No, what do they give like dental care to dental homeless care people? to
0: homeless folks, Yeah, oh. but everybody makes fun of them anyway, never mind. Um I'm going on a tangent. Paranoia,
1: their card
0: <laughs> Paranoia. I hate when people say the word she's getting paranoid. she's getting paranoid when it's based on mm. actual like something really is happening to me, paranoia is when nothing is happening and you're just like freaking out about nothing. They said it was Sam like oh, she's getting paranoid. she like no, they were going to vote you out. You were on the right trail. You weren't being paranoid. You were being aware. And they were saying that a lot in episode three with um, Kelly of like, oh, she's getting paranoid. She's getting paranoid. Like, no, everybody's saying her name. People actually do want her to go home. This is not paranoia. This is awareness. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just really hate when people throw that word out to discredit someone or to make them seem crazy.
1: That's all. Yeah, That's my rant.
0: (laughs) But it reminded me of Sam because they said it about Sam.
1: Um, oh yeah you're right a lot (laughs) yeah so this prize this this alleged booby prize Mm. i keep saying alleged like i'm talking to like i'm talking to charles who's a lawyer um but they they win they win this food basket and it's filled with canned food and they're like oh oh jonathan i think this is the best reward you could ever win am i wrong
0: it looks pretty good. I, I mean, canned fruit sucks, but if it had all been spam, fine.
1: I literally am obsessed with canned fruit. Ugh. It's a staple part of my diet.
0: Uh, do you see they have rice and beans? They have rice and beans. That was their staple. Yeah, like, well,
1: Jaden made a comment about how he wished he had his rice and beans. So yeah, I mean, they're not going hungry, but yeah, I I just feel like With a lot of food rewards, it's like we have to eat all of this today or it's going to go bad or it's fruit and it's only going to last a couple days. Here, they have meat in cans. They have fruit in cans. Granted, they don't know what's in the can, so it makes it a little tough to plan out. Mm -hmm. But I was so shocked to see them just like opening up the cans willy-nilly like on the spot because they should be rationing those. You can actually – they're fine. They can be in the rain. It can be in the sun to some extent, probably. Yeah, I thought this is a great reward. And everything's probably like good.
0: Jaden, he made this funny face because he wanted the spam. And when he yeah. wasn't <laughs> given the spam, his lip did this little quiver of like. <laughs> and it reminded me of Sasha Colby when she was
1: <laughs> when she You're was the only person to ever compare Jaden <laughs> to Sasha Colby.
0: <laughs> it reminded me of Sasha Colby when she's watching um you better walk that uh, Anitra. Anitra. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? Do you know the exact scene I'm talking about? Anitra's doing her little duck walk, and I she's didn't like, really "What's that season?" Oh my god! Even if you haven't seen the season, there's a scene uh, where Anitra's <laughs> like, "Do you smell that? Is that my pussy?" <laughs> it's burning, and then they zoom in on uh, Sasha Colby, and she does this little lip quiver, like she's saying something but not it's hysterical anyway Jaden kind of made a face similar i'll shut up now <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay noted maybe may, for consideration for the meme cap uh but
0: <laughs> i'll send it to no, you. <laughs> not.
1: yeah send, send me the clip like we'll see and uh i did want to talk about we did talk about how the cuddle crew decided to throw the challenge and that they did throw the challenge in like the most obvious way i mean the way they were watching tobias try to allegedly <laughs> sling the, the the balls off the like through the slingshot thing uh-huh. like he was like so not trying so. and of course the fucking <laughs> loss prevention artist sniffed him out and mm-hmm. was immediately like they threw the challenge they yeah. threw it which by the way i just have to say loss prevention like security guard, whatever you call that, a loss prevention officer, not doesn't scream rebel to me. Mm. Screams narc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Rebel would be professional shoplifter. Ah, uh.
0: <laughs> <you know? laughs> like he, right.
1: Garrick is the man. Yeah, he is the establishment. Yeah. But I like him. I like him.
0: I do like him. He looks very tired, but I like him. He's
1: like. I think what's good about him is that he is not like a. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Who was George? Who was George's ally? The old man from last season. Juicy. Pilot?
0: Oh, 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 uh, pilot uh, Dave. No.
1: Why do I want to say pappy? Uh, Did they call poppy. him pappy? They
0: called him poppy. 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 <laughs> poppy. <laughs>
1: poppy <laughs> yeah uh he's like like he's not clueless like poppy he's he's in the know but he's sort of like almost i don't know there was like in the first couple episodes he was carrying himself in a poppy-esque demeanor mm. but no he's he is like on the trail uh, he's on the trail yeah yeah yeah. he's following those barbies and kens right to the evidence they <laughs> they, they, they threw the challenge all right so at Tribal Council, as we discussed, I think we talked about a lot of the strategy leading up to this vote and Kelly's acting, which was superb. But there's one more thing I want to talk about, which is that what we didn't really touch on this, was that PETA had found this idol, mm. right? Barbie and Ken had found the idol. Yep. PETA had the idol in her possession. What did you make of at Tribal Council when Alex sort of gave this cryptic speech of like, I think if somebody did have the idol, they'd probably be pretty wise to play it. Yeah. Do you think that that was targeted at PETA? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I, because I, I, I would not say that if I was under the assumption... <sighs> If he didn't know it was PETA that had it, I wouldn't assume he was saying that. I don't even know how to phrase this. There's just no way he would assume that two people have idols from the same camp.
1: I know. That seems wild. Yeah.
0: Because at first I was thinking, um, I think he would just whisper to her to play it if he really wanted her to play it
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: then I was like well maybe he's trying to flush out the idols and if they're splitting the vote then they flush an idol and they still get one of the annoying people out I guess that makes sense I was like ah no maybe he really is just trying to get Peter to play it because of specifically Ferris and then Ferris says don't play it if you have one and she's like I'm gonna listen to him (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole thing was very confusing to me, and I like I do wonder whether the Cuddle Crew could have thought maybe Raymond had an idol, or like, and or Kelly, and they and maybe they did want to flush it because I I only say that because of the scene where raymond was running through the jungle like a hobbit looking for an idol Mm -hmm. and he had been caught red-handed looking for an idol so it's like is it beyond the realm of possibility that there were two idols out there no certainly not um but do we have to go through this whole thing to expose one when we when in their mind they split the vote they're safe either way whatever it just yeah it was all very unusual to me because like you say if he wanted Peta to play the idol he was sitting right behind her. He, could, he didn't even have to. He could have just like been poking her in the back, you know?
0: Yeah, there were just a shit ton of idols. So maybe, maybe they did assume that somebody else really had an idol and they were just trying to get them to play it. I just, I didn't understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that scene. It was weird.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping we get some clarity on that next week. All right, I think before we wrap it up here, the people want it. I mean, and some, some of the people want it. Let's play a game of Star or Starless. Now, here are the rules for anybody who has not been listening to our US coverage, our traders coverage, etc. We've introduced a little game. It is not mean spirited. I promise some people take offense to it, but (laughs) I will say what we do is run through the cast and we say for, for this episode or for this week of Australian Survivor, were they a star or were they Starless? It has nothing to do with whether they as a human being are a star because all of these people are stars. <laughs> I'm winking. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I'm, I'm making it mean now. No, it's all about the edit. Were they a star in the edit? Were they a star in the show? Or were they not? For Just, this You could be a star one week and you could be a star uh, starless in the next week. Okay? Yes. That's how it works. Don't take personal offense to it, anybody. So here are the categories. Star. Starless. Or Starless Rising. Oh Starless, you're not quite there, but you're get, you, we see potential. Okay? Okay. Alright, let's run through. The Rebels. Eileen. Rising. Eileen's sat very sadly Starless this week, mm. but I have hope. Okay. Alex.
0: Starless. Star. Star. Mm. Ferris. Star.
1: Star. Garrick. Starless. Starless Rising.
0: Kelly. Star.
1: Star kirby
0: star rising
1: starless rising pita star star raymond starless star (laughs) rihanna starless starless sarah starless starless scott
0: star rising
1: what What? okay starless (laughs) tobias
0: looks tobias oh again starless not that
1: uh yeah starless okay let's switch over to the titans caroline star star charles starless starless eden star he was i know
0: this isn't how we feel
1: i just have to pause here to say i know it. Look, we didn't talk a lot about Eden on this podcast. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I know that this is going to be an unpopular opinion because I have seen the sentiment online. He is not my favorite player this season. (laughs) I'm struggling. (laughs) I'm struggling with Eden. And um, (laughs) look, is he a star? He probably is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Frankie. (laughs) Frankie.
0: Are you not entertained?
1: Don't.
0: <laughs> I know. It was embarrassing.
1: Uh, Frankie, Star. Uh, uh, star. Jaden. Starless. Starless Rising. Oh my god, his teeth. Oh, Jessica. Sh- shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen them for the first time. <laughs> Jessica. Star. Star. Huge star. Supernova. Gone too soon. Kitty.
0: She doesn't even know it, but she's a star.
1: Did you say she doesn't even know she's a star?
0: She doesn't even know it yet, but she's a star.
1: Oh, she's okay. Starless, but yeah, yeah, she probably (laughs) is a star. Mark. Star. Star. Nathan.
0: Oh, dumb star.
1: Star. Valeria. (laughs) Star. Star. Viola.
0: Star.
1: Star. Winna.
0: Starless.
1: Starless Rising. Mm. What about how Mark can talk to Winna in Thai? So random. <laughs> I know. I love that. That's like a special connection, I feel like. And yet, Winna
0: has no interest in that side of the tribe.
1: <laughs> no. Well, no, it's not true because in the first tribal, Winna voted with the muscle crew. In the second tribal, he voted against them. So, like, um, I think Winna's like fluid. I, I'm really, I'm going to be keeping my eye on Winna. Uh, I have to say, I know, like, and not to end on a negative note. But the Aiden, are you not entertained quote was uh, an absolute low point for me uh, in this first (laughs) week. I physically recoiled. There's something, I haven't quite put my finger on it yet, but there's something I'm not comfortable with about Aiden. Um, I I know that sounds mean because it's personal, but like, I don't know, the whole movie buff thing. um, It's like... I'm a movie buff and I've seen every film and every TV show in the world, but the ones I'm going to reference are The Godfather and The Gladiator. That gives me a bad, that, that gives me red flags. Okay. I want you to be referencing before sunset, before sunrise, before midnight. <laughs> Holy Motors. He should be like, oh my God, Raymond looks like the thing from Holy Motors. Uh huh. <laughs> now that's a film buff.
0: Right. Um, but look know, I'm going to give them the benefit me, of the
1: doubt it just kind of gives
0: me um, I've pre-planned this to be a star and mm. uh, it's giving um, I'm going to make every moment I can about my screen time um,
1: <laughs> oh record let's that. not go there uh. just I, didn't, I
0: was just thinking I don't even know I'm what I did that. I am <laughs>
1: You made your bed, lay in it, as Beyonce once said. <laughs> the thing is, you can do that. You can pre-plan. You think George made all of that stuff up on the spot? No, but George was good at it.
2: Mm. And
1: I'm not, I'm just not buying it from Eden. But look, I'm going to keep an open mind, try not to be mean. I've gotten in a lot of hot water with the US Survivor contestants. So I'm just going to breathe and maybe Eden will grow on me. Okay. I'm I leaving the I'm like Kirby. I'm leaving the door open.
0: Luckily, he doesn't bother me in every confessional. I actually find some of his confessionals enjoyable. Yeah.
1: Agri- yeah. Okay, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Compliment go. sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will be putting up a meme cat from week one. Ricard, do you care to choose a little emoji? Oh, um, Remember a dragon. Game? Oh, for Valerius Braids. Yeah. Is there is okay, there a dragon? Yes, of course there is. I think there might be several dragons, actually.
0: Oh, there are two. There's think, the one of full people body? I choose the one. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, how about this? If you think that the quintessential version of S&M is by Britney Spears and Rihanna, Rihanna, <laughs> then, <laughs> uh, then you choose the full-bodied dragon. No, I want the
0: full body. Th- I want the full body.
1: And if you think that the quintessential <laughs> version of S&M is by Rihanna, solo, then do the face.
0: There we go. You're so (laughs) annoying.
1: All right. With that, make sure to check out the Drop Your Buffs Patreon, where we are covering the Traders US exclusively available on our Patreon. That's been so fun to cover over there. And we are also rewatching Survivor 21 Nicaragua, which has also been so fun. So refreshing. And so that is all exclusively available on Patreon. The link to our Patreon is in the show notes to this episode. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can find us at dropyourbuffspod on Instagram. And we're on Twitter at Drop Buffs Pod. And if you enjoyed this, please consider leaving a rating and review because they're only going down. So <laughs> you can do that on Apple or you can leave a rating on Spotify. Uh always appreciate that. So, see you next week for week 2 of Australian Survivor. Thank you Ricard.
2: Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.